Hey, it's the official podcast, and it's episode 277. Kaya's calling into us on a walkie-talkie, so get over it. It's like the David Cross episode, but better. Yep. Sorry, everybody. I'm on vacation, but I forgot my mic. And I was told there would be a mic here, but then there wasn't a mic here. So who, who told you there was going to be a mic that your manager or something? He's <laughs> audio like engineer. A, yeah, your production <laughs> assistant. Well, there were, there were, but point is, there isn't now. But I've been in America hanging with our moderator Brady and our moderator Mariah and literally like seven other people. It's a huge gang, and we've just been drinking so much. Party <laughs> three, four days. You've been drinking so much that you forgot to buy a microphone for the podcast that they moderate. Yeah, he so started before he left. Was this a little made up a reward for them moderating? How did this work? No, they're probably paying for it. No. <laughs> it's, it's like a cameo in real life. Yeah. yeah. No, it was just a hangout for my little friend group. Um, it was like, like I said, nine of us. One couldn't make it because he's in the Philippines. But other than that, we just hung out. Are you the only international person, or did people come from all across the globe? I think I'm the only international one. Oh, okay. Well, so how, how long have you been in the States for? I don't know. Everything's a blur. I think Friday night. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wow. <laughs> Brady and the Bud Team go hard. You don't, have to, you don't have to dox them, but how far from Florida are you, roughly? Oh, no, I was in Pensacola, and then I'm... Oh. Uh, That's I, I in Florida, isn't it? I'm in, I think I'm in Kansas now. I don't know. Okay, now you're significantly you away from Florida. <laughs> How is That's like a 14-hour like drive from Pensacola. <laughs> How did you get there and not know it? On a plane. And your oh. plane's not, by the way. They're always delayed. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, how do, still, how do you not know where you're going? That makes even less sense, since you had to go through the entire like airport system in order to get to your final destination, which apparently is Kansas. Surely you know. I remember when you landed in America and you were super fucked up, and you yeah. had no, you were like delirious. That's that was me. I knew I was in Tampa though. Well, well yeah, yeah no, but that was Kansas, I think, yeah. or Texas. I don't know. <laughs> Kansas. So kind of is same. Kansas in Texas? Texas is the state. Yeah. Yeah. Kansas yeah. City, Texas. It is in Texas? That's right, Jackson. Well, I, I don't know, Andrew. I didn't go to America school. I don't know. Where Australian <laughs> education See, that's my point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I know yeah, Texas is a state. Like, I didn't know. Kansas is in Kentucky, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. no, you figured it out. I give up. <laughs> Someone tell me where Kansas is. Kansas Kaya, tell is me where Kansas state, is. Jackson. Oh, it is a state. Yeah. Oh my god, it is. Yeah. No one. Now, if you want to get real confused, though, there's a major city called Kansas City, and it's in Missouri. Ooh, that'll fuck you up. Yeah. There's I'm not some gonna get wacky city test, names no. in America. See, that's so mm. dumb. <laughs> it is. It's really dumb. Speaking speaking of American states, I just remembered that I saw an uh, SCP article last night. Did you guys know <laughs> that Massachusetts is an SCP? Oh, they have an yeah. entire SCP article about the state of Massachusetts, and it is a uh, 
yeah, it's a scary state. Apparently, it's like one of the highest Ooh, rankings on a, SAP. Is it a keter class? Is it dangerous? Yeah, I think it was like Kita. I can't Ooh, remember. For sure. But it was like a, it was a dangerous one. So anyone in in Massachusetts, I think it, I hope it was Massachusetts. I hope I'm not just slandering an entire state that's not actually a Kita class. But uh, yeah, get out of there right now. It's dangerous. I remember in college, anyone that came from Massachusetts was called mass holes. So maybe they brought it on themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why? What's wrong with them? I don't know. They just had a reputation. They just always got called mass holes by all these students. How many people from Massachusetts were at your college? A lot. A lot of people from up north came to University of Tampa. Mm. Like a lot. Mm. Massachusetts is like really north though, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Because you got like the Bible Belt, and that's above Florida. Or Florida might be a part of the Bible Belt. I'm not sure. But then I don't above think Florida's that, part, yeah, I don't think no, Florida's part really. of the Bible Belt. Florida's no, weird in that it's the most southern state, and yet most of it is not what you would call the South. It's kind of its own thing. Well, it's, but then there is like politics is a swing state, right? It's got like pretty equal representation. Yeah. Yeah. Is. It does, however, have, like, the deep, deep south with, like, mm-hmm. the alligator wrestlers and shit that go through the swamps, which is kind of cool. Which is which is typically up north, which I find No, funny. no, no, it's in Florida, too, the uh, Everglades. No, no, no. So so the north way that I describe Florida? it, the way I describe it is Florida is basically three states put together. So yeah. you, you have South Florida, which is Spanish and basically just, like, small Cuba and tons and tons of Spanish influence and metropolitan. Then you have Central Florida which is tourism and, like, theme parks and Disney and, like, really fucking kinchy shit and, you know, Tampa, Orlando area. And then you have North Florida, which is the South. That's where you have, like, rednecks and mudding and trucks and Republicans and shit. So is that that as far south as the South goes then in America? uh, I, I would say the South, as people know it, starts in Northern Florida. Which is funny because like Southern Florida is not the South in my eyes. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it. Yeah. What is the most Southern place in America? You think? I always kind of go with like the Bayou. That's where like in that entire area mm-hmm. is where I think the most Southern shit in the world is. Okay, so you mean like most rednecks, like most yeah. dense rednecks, like full blown like rednecks and shit, like that or like Alabama. You can't really go Alabama's wrong. Alabama's pretty good. I would say the the state of Mississippi is the most like Mississippi. Yeah. True, definitely the most southern kind of rednecky state I can think of. I passed through Alabama too. Ooh, nice. Americans really love your trucks, but I did get to see something really American as we were driving in the car. A bald eagle swooped down in front of us and grabbed a mouse and flew off. So it was a wow. Yeah, bro, you just became a full-blown American citizen with that. Isn't it amazing? Yeah, was that like my honorary green card delivery? <laughs> I'll bet if you showed That's up to a citizenship it. test and you just told them that story, they'd grant you fucking passage right there on the spot. <laughs> it, it really does sound like something I just made up to suck up to Americans. I'm, I'm honestly surprised America hasn't deported Kai yet. <laughs> That's, I, I'm surprised. I think he, he's like one bad bender away from being deported. No, that's what everybody says, but I'm like the nicest guy drunk. Although, 
uh, you are pretty nice drunk. Yeah, but you like you kiss people when you're drunk, and that is mm-hmm. like the worst thing you can do in the south. <laughs> True. Oh, right. Well, not str- not strangers. I don't go around kissing random fucking strangers and like people's boyfriends and shit. True. And what was I gonna say though? No, but I was so nervous about entry because of all the COVID shit. And you go onto all of their websites. I mean, I'm sure. Jackson, was it still virus season when you flew there? No, it was before. It was like the month before oh, yeah. COVID. Even before then, it was kind of like stressful, right? Because you have to have all your paperwork and visa yeah, crap sorted out. Ever since COVID, it sounded so scary. And I'm finally at the border patrol here. And mm-hmm. I think, okay, he's going to check my vaccine passport. I hope he doesn't think it's fake. He's going to check my negative antigen test. He's going to do this, do that. Dude, I was like, hey, where'd it come from, man? I'm from Germany. Oh, awesome, dude. All right. Look into the camera. Oh, man, have fun. I was like, God damn it. I have been winding myself up for like a fucking week that they're going to turn me back or something when I have to fly back. I do that all the fucking time with social stuff, man. Like, let's say I have to go to a store to return something. And I'm like, oh, man, how do I explain why do I why I have to return this? I just don't want it. How do I explain to them? Like, I need to return this fucking item. Like, do I say it's damaged? Like, it didn't work? What? Then you just go to the store, you return it, and they're like, oh, okay, D- do you want it on your card, or do you want to exchange it? I'm like, uh, uh, y- y- card's fine. You start sweating and freaking out and, and trying to over-explain it anyway. I hate over-preparing for social shit, because then I just feel like I have to say all this shit, and you yeah. don't. Yeah, you're holding it all in, yeah. and then you feel unsatisfied, because you didn't get to use all that intention. Exactly. <laughs> you, you feel unsatisfied, you <laughs> no, feel like- awkward, you feel like there's a million things you have to say, but you don't. It sucks. I hate it. Like, damn, in my head, I had already navigated this conversation perfectly and so gracefully, and now I don't get to use any of it. Mm-hmm. What did you, na- What did you like, internally navigate in that situation, though, considering you had nothing to hide? I had nothing to hide, but it's, like, still scary to, you know, I don't know. I just had that feeling that they were going to tell me that I forgot one obscure document. Like, hey, do you have this form filled out? And I would be like, no. And then go i don't know you have to what's go the back worst, sorry yeah what's the worst thing they can do though it's, it's just send, send you, back. you back yeah that's you know? a huge mm-hmm. hassle I mean, it's a hassle but it's not like life-threatening you know like after a 11 hour flight to be told fuck you go back and also all your money is wasted now i i was watching this 90 day fiance episode where one of the girls who's trying to visit her boyfriend i think she, they detained her because she didn't have one form and now she has PTSD because they didn't give her toilet paper and she had to shit and wipe it with her hands. Oh, what the fuck? What's, wait, wait, where, where did she go? God bless America. She flew to Mexico, which is kind of funny, the thought of them turning people back, but yeah, it scares me. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> well, wait, she went into Mexico or came from Mexico? Into- she went into Mexico oh, and they detained yeah. her. Because if she came from Mexico, they would find any fucking reason to detain her, but... The other way around, I'm surprised. Yeah, I think she was French or something. I don't know, but uh, they should have detained her on the spot then. Yeah, I don't know, dude. Like Americans, the Mexicans have beef with France. Uh, everyone has beef with France. It's France. Yeah, name a single country that goes, "Oh boy, I love the French." Well, here's the thing, though. Like a German would absolutely nag you for documents, whereas I've noticed that Americans generally, you're all super nice. Or maybe at least it's in the parts that I've been. Oh, no, that's not true. Nice. 
but your culture is super <laughs> obnoxious. And every oh, yeah. single person I've said this to agrees unanimously, which is very nice that like you guys don't have like a, I don't know, a chip on your shoulder. You have no defensiveness. You're all like, yeah, like our people are nice, but the culture is kind of retarded. It's like, so, it's like individually Americans are nice, but then collectively yeah. they're Americans. That's the way I look at it. Uh, um, uh, but no, when I, when I went over to America last time, when I was in the customs line, I actually saw someone get deported in front of me because they didn't have a form. It was like a, an Asian family and like three of them got let in and one got turned back. I think it was like the father. And I was like, I was going through my own process at that time where they were asking me what I was doing. And I was saying like, yeah, yeah, I'm going over here to hang out with some friends all that kind of stuff. And just in the corner of my eyes, I was just watching this poor family getting like split apart for some reason. They were calling like security over and stuff or because the one person didn't have um, like the did correct the, permits. Did the rest go through? Yeah. Was the rest guy, like, tell my family I love them? <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty much. It was like, it was like they didn't know what to do though. They were like, there was obviously like a language barrier between uh, the Americans and the Asian family. So they they were confused about why one of their family members wasn't being let through. It was it was like a whole thing. And they had like a whole bunch of like carry-on luggage and stuff. I was like, I would not want to be them at the moment. That, that looks like it sucks. Yep. So it does happen, believe it or not. I can confirm. I've seen it. <clears throat> um... Okay, what do you guys have for topics? <laughs> I have a few. Ooh. Let it ride. I don't think yeah. I have anything off the top of my head. I, I was just don't. checking. Uh, do you guys remember when QAnon was waiting for JFK Jr. to revive himself and drive down <laughs> oh, that yeah. boulevard? Yeah. Did he come back? Did it happen? Not yet. I check every like month or so, and there's still people waiting. <laughs> they had a, a little get-together, uh, I think it was a month and a half ago, uh, but I haven't heard since. He's still not back yet, though. Yeah, I, I, I'm not holding my breath. I don't think he's coming Well, if back. you don't believe, it'll never happen, Charlie. Hey, I'm not saying I didn't believe. I'm just saying oh, I'm, I oh, keep checking in. Excuse me. I, I, are, are you in? Are you, are you, like, you know, one of us? Or... Yeah. Oh. Do you think we could convince them that he's back somehow? Oh, they, they're already convinced he's back. They're, they're, well, they're mm -hmm. looking yeah, at people's no, I mean, hands and saying it's JFK's hands. <laughs> but it, like, we should find like a really good lookalike and put him center stage and like make their day if we can. We like really Santa should. Claus. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. they it. You don't see that kind of dedication any anymore, and they they deserve to be rewarded for it. Can we have like a mall JFK where they yeah. can sit on his lap all the QAnons? You can tell them all the conspiracy theories you wish were true. <laughs> Aww. What Whatever happened to you want for Christmas, Jimmy? <laughs> I want microchips in my water. You got it, sport. <laughs> Whatever happened to the Kennedys? At least, like, a lot of tragedy and suffering, Jackson. Yeah, that yeah family but... got. <laughs> Take that, Kennedys, you assholes. Got yeah, like, by this. But not only by, like, headshots, but also, like, diseases and stuff, right? And plane well, crashes and all sorts of wacky shit throughout yeah, history. Yeah, one, one of them literally got a lobotomy. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, the Kennedys, if you out there want a, a fun, like, rabbit hole of Wikipedia, just look up, like, incidents in the Kennedy family. It's a nonstop list. It's what thrills, do they do? chills, and spills. 
Why, why did they deserve this? They didn't. That's the fun part. The, the CIA gave this guy a lobotomy? No, it, I believe it was uh, John F. Kennedy's sister was given a lobotomy as a teenager. And they, well, maybe be, maybe everything that happened after that is because of that. It was like karma, cosmic karma. Maybe that assassination was retribution for this lobotomy. I don't Why know. Why did man, she get the lobotomy? I don't know, man. This is a lot of karma, I, though. She probably like, didn't. She probably didn't choose to get the lobotomy. Well, obviously, but like, why did they administer a lobotomy to her? I don't remember. Uh, it was kind of an idea of it was back in an era when they weren't entirely ruled out as treatment, and her parents were like, "Yeah, she's got some emotional problems, and we want to calm her down." So uh, they, so they, they did used it. To sometimes like everyone, if you had like yeah. a sneeze, they lobotomize you. And then uh, afterwards, I believe, uh, God, this was a long while ago. I read into this, but I believe afterwards. Her mom was like, oh, God, what have we done? We fucked up so bad. And yet her dad was like, eh, you know, we did it. Whatever. People make mistakes. Fuck it. Unlobotomize <laughs> her. Yeah. In their backwards. defense, the lobotomy, as far as I can remember, did, like, win a Nobel Prize. So if someone mm-hmm. came up to you and you said, hey, we have this new cancer treatment, and it won the Nobel Prize, you wouldn't really question it much, would you? The Nobel Prize. If your doctors recommended it. A lot of people. You'd be like, yeah, sure. A lot of and people, then 10 years um, later, you find out, wait, you just cut my arms off. <laughs> a, lot of, cure my cancer. a lot of people actually <laughs> uh, don't get the fact that the Nobel Prize doesn't entirely have to be beneficial. It just has to be revolutionary. For example, the first Nobel Prize was dynamite. Like, yeah, like that's really that helpful, else. but that can also cause a lot of fucking issues. You know, there's been plenty of yeah. stuff that's gotten Nobel Prizes where it's like, wait, really? Okay. Cool. Does anyone even care about Nobel Prizes? Not anymore, I don't think. Not as much. Yeah, it's it's kind of like the Time Magazine Man of the Year or Person of the Year or whatever the fuck it's called. Doesn't no it come with anymore. like a million dollars? I don't know. Maybe. Hmm. A million dollars in like lobotomy coupons. Maybe. <laughs> Free lobotomy. <laughs> so you can never Gotta, invent again. I'm reading about the lobotomy now. So, hmm. doctor wants recalled. I think she was awake. She had a mild tranquilizer. I made a surgical incision in the brain through the skull. The instrument doctor wants used to look like a butter knife. He swung it up and down to cut brain tissue and had Rosemary Kennedy recite the Lord's Prayer or sing God Bless America or Count Backwards while administering the lobotomy. Holy shit. Yep. We made an estimate on how That's far to okay. cut based on how she responded. Jesus Christ. Oh. Uh, that's very scientific. I can see why that won the Nobel Prize for bullshit. <laughs> Wait, so they just strapped her to a desk and they were like, okay, try to disagree with any man in this room. Pick anyone. And we'll cut until you stop. That is, <laughs> unironically, that is what they said. Like, well, not the man thing, but we made an estimate based on how, uh, her responses. When Rosemary became incoherent, they would stop. Like, that's fucking nuts. Weren't they trying to stop the incoherency? <laughs> yeah, you need to stop before that happens. <laughs> good lord. But, I don't know. So, I don't uh, think that's a good fucking idea. What? What is the... Go- I just don't understand like how this was even a thing. Like I'm looking at the photos of the procedure, how it's performed. Like They stick a needle through the eye into the, uh, the brain tissue. Like, what does that even do? Well, What's the science behind it? Jackson. Yeah, but what's the science behind it? What did they think it was doing? Oh they my god. They, they thought it was a cure for mental shit. Like it would just fix you. So just poke the brain and be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
kind of kind of like going in like a broken arm going in and setting it in place like oh there's some jumbled shit in your brain we gotta scramble it up a bit was this a religious creation because you said that they made a recite the lord's prayer or something were they trying to like it must have been yeah I don't think it was religious. I think it was mean they were trying to use something that she knows by heart. Yeah, maybe. I think it was like some misattributed science. Oh, I don't yeah. think lobotomies had any religious basis. Afterwards, they just locked her on like a private place and separated her from the rest of the family, never telling the family about the lobotomy or her whereabouts. And the mom and dad never visited her. Yep, not a single time. How old was she? Jesus. Uh. I... Oh, 23. There it is. Jesus Christ. What, what did she do to deserve all that? She they was literally dropped her off at like a kill shelter. So, that a little bit. mood swings and occasional violent outbursts. Ugh. Yeah, that's what I said. She was a little emotional and getting pretty wild. So they wanted to but calm she... her down. They basically like neutered her if she was a dog. Like, I, I don't think she was... Down. Unless she was loading a rifle and pointing it at her, her brother's head, uh, I don't think like she was too violent. <laughs> no one deserves. She this. was the fucking JFK assassin. She broke out with yeah. the book depository <laughs> and took fire. I don't think she. She apparently uh, she only died fairly recently, two thousand five. Oh. <laughs> After the lobotomy, though, she diminished to that of a two-year-old child, couldn't walk, speak, and was incontinent. Fucking nuts. Cool, He was dude. that way for 60 years, then. That is insane. They basically yeah. killed her. Like, they yeah. they oh, basically man. killed her. Yeah. But, Holy shit. <laughs> oh, that's kind of nice. Following her father's death in 1969, the Kennedys gradually involved Rosemary in family life again. Oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> cool. That's such a nice thing to do to her, even though she wouldn't realize it. Do you, yeah, do you think she realized that these were the people that did it to her? Maybe <laughs> she doesn't want to hang out with them. They were probably blobs of color and sound in her mind by that point. I don't think she knew any of it. That's yeah, so sad. Yeah, probably didn't even have object permanence anymore. Yeah, yeah her, her favorite game was Peekaboo at that point. Oh, man. Yeah. How popular was lobotomy? Like, how many people got lobotomized? That's a good question, I wonder. Pretty decently popular. Like, it wasn't an uncommon... I don't know. Uncommon, but not unheard of. Was restitution ever made to those who were lobotomized? Hell no. Clearly, clearly wasn't a good thing. All of those, all of those, like, uh, what, what do you call them? Insane asylums? What's the correct term for them? Insane asylums. No, no, it's like... Well, I thought it was like sanatoriums or something. Something weird like that. Psychiatric wards? Maybe. Um, anyway. All... <laughs> yeah, there we Looney go. Looney bin, the... Jackson. Correct term, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the wackadoo hotels, all of those places. <laughs> I've never all heard, of those. I've never heard that one. Yeah, Jackson just made it up. <laughs> the wackadoo hotel. <laughs> that one's pretty good. That's great. <laughs> yeah, let's let's put that into uh, common dialect. All those places would have been the most horrifying places to work. Well, not even mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe not work to exist. No, in. yeah, to to work. I don't know if you've uh, looked at that woman who faked mental illness in the '60s to do an expose on mental hospitals and how fucked they were. 
No. no. Am I the only one? No. Well, oh, first yeah. of all, she didn't get to sleep on a Helix mattress. <laughs> that is fucked up. That's the most fucked thing I can ever imagine. Let me tell you something. Every mm-hmm. single time I go into my bedroom, and I mean this, this is a real story. I'm looking right at the camera to ensure you that this is real. If you're listening on audio, I'm speaking directly to your heart. Every time I go into my bedroom, I look at I look at a wall in my bedroom because leaning against it is a Helix mattress. And every single time I have people visit over, friends from Orlando, friends from Tallahassee, maybe Charlie's on his way over because he's super tired and doesn't want to drive home mm-hmm. from a wacky adventure and wants to take a nap. Every mm-hmm. single time people visit me and stay overnight, they sleep on that spare mattress. Whenever my mom comes down to visit her lovely son, it doesn't matter who it is. All of my guests sleep on that mattress. And every single one of them has told me to my face, that is so comfy. That is such a nice mattress. Holy shit, I slept like a baby. It was incredible. And I agree, because I sleep on Helix 2 in my bed. That's right, I've got two. They are so good. They are so great. They are such a nice mattress. Love it. Absolutely love it. But if you don't want to believe my completely true anecdote, because I would never lie to you, you can also just take the Helix quiz and find the perfect mattress for you. They've got soft, medium, firm. They've got mattresses designed for side, back, and stomach sleeping. They've got mattresses for larger folks. They've got mattresses that cool off quickly for when it's super hot. There's a lot of different mattresses they've got, and all you need to take is a two-minute sleep quiz to find the perfect mattress for you. And you can do that at helixsleep.com slash official. But wait, when you get to helixsleep.com slash official, you're going to say, wait a minute, wait, whoa, 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 what's all this red tape over here? What's all this, like, disclaimer stuff? Does that say, and I quote, Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows? My God. I hope so. It certainly does say that. Helixsleep.com slash official to take a two-minute sleep quiz, get the perfect mattress, and get $200 off, and get two free pillows. That's helixsleep.com slash official. Anyway, back to my topic. Back in the 60s, uh let's see let me see if i can find her name while i'm looking this up but back in the 60s there was a lady who was a journalist nelly bly that was it found her name nelly bly so she was a journalist and she was like hey i found out that insane asylums might be like fucked up and abusing people can i do something about it and the journalism paper that she worked for was like no you're a woman it's the 60s women can't do anything and she was like well i'm gonna do it anyway so she faked being crazy and got herself in. She never wrote again. That'll teach you for having ideas as a woman. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. It was she, a work mandated lobotomy. <laughs> yeah, it was the journalism paper did it. She didn't even get to the hospital. <laughs> Wasn't very medical. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, she faked being crazy in the 60s and they locked her in an insane asylum and she would keep a journal and apparently mental health back then was just, there was none. Like, if you screamed and acted up, they would just beat you until you stopped. Um, yeah, they didn't yeah. give a fuck <laughs> about medication at all or getting it right. They would just kind of sedate you. Um, everything was filthy and just bare bones. Attendants were barely there, barely gave a shit. Um, also, you were basically held there against your will. If you had people who came in voluntarily 
or people who had conditions that could be cured, they'd be like, hey, I feel better. I would like to be examined to leave. And they were like, nah, you should stay. Well, I don't know. I don't trust you. You could be lying. And then you'd be so like, that's well, what I was going to say. Like, if I was this woman, I would have been really scared that at the end mm-hmm. I would go, hey, I was just pretending for the New York Times. Do you guys have a comment? And they go, part of your condition. Okay. Here's some here's some syringes for you to inject now, bitch. Get I know. back in your I, I commend her. Yeah, I think that's some incredibly scary shit to do for its time. But yeah, even if you were like self-admitted, well, have, they might just keep you there. Andrew, how did how did she uh, get out of it? God, how did I she like let me look that up? Did she, I don't did she have like a, a note dated? Before the day she went in saying this was like a joke or this was an investigation. I truly I'm don't not actually remember. Let me look that up real quick. I don't remember how she got out. She probably had to escape. I don't think they just let her out. Those uh, mental institutions have such a bad rap of just keeping people there forever, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Do they make money off it? I don't know. That's a good question. I think like, they do. What's in it for them to enslave these people? I, like, I, I get the ethical... Um, ethical goal of keeping people in to keep them safe uh, and, you know, help them. But it doesn't sound like that's what these places were doing. So why keep them if there was no benefit to oh anyone? Oh, God, I got it. I got it even, like, it's even worse. So I said the 1960s. She did this in 1887. 1887. When it was even Jesus. worse for all of this. Oh, man. And she was a journalist back then? Yeah, apparently the fuck yeah in new york city she did this used a fake name and everything impressive yeah it was a very impressive i, I think person. it's an incredibly impressive story so what was her ultimate fate i'm trying to find it i'm reading through the article now she's still alive to this day <laughs> she discovered she's immortality in those walls still <laughs> screaming throwing herself at the padded walls like let out i have a press pass Man. <laughs> It would be pretty ironic if she made this entire story up and she actually is insane. (laughs) That would be awesome. Okay, so I think the way she got out is during the time she was there, she was able to get her stories out to the newspaper. So they were able to be like, hey, our reporter's inside the insane asylum and all this shit's happening. It didn't sound like they trusted her or, like, liked her or respected her talents or anything anyway, so they probably just, like, threw those letters in the rubbish. There was a lot of trust that she placed in those people. Mm-hmm. She fucking went for it, man. She went balls out to one of the most, like, torturous places on Earth and just fucking went for it. I just, I don't, I could never see myself being that passionate about uncovering the truth to something that I would put myself in those conditions. Howard, you can Put yourself in dangerous conditions for Reddit karma, Jackson. Have you guys oh, seen yeah. these volunteers for Ukraine? Yeah. No. I, I saw you guys post it in the Discord, but I didn't get a chance to read it yet. Mm-hmm. Oh, so what happens is that these guys, they go on Reddit. There's a subreddit called Volunteers for Ukraine or something like that. They go to Ukraine completely clueless as to what awaits them. And then they got bombed, I guess, this past week. And some, a couple of them died. And now all of the Redditors are back on Reddit. Like, I did not expect this. It was absolutely stunning that there was, like, war in a war zone. I don't know why they were so baffled. But it was really going- interesting that these people do this shit for, like, Reddit karma. Why would you... 
voluntarily join a war. Why would you voluntarily join a war for somebody else's country, most of all? And it's, uh, I'm telling you, Reddit karma. Now, let me see I, if there's any funny posts here. I don't think there'd be any funny posts. Um, yeah, I mean, that's just dumb. I would rather go to a mental asylum and oh, cover yeah. the truth there. No, I think these guys, if I had to take a guess, I would say they thought this was going to be like a video game. Like, at best, they're going to be the ones shooting people and walking through the streets, you know, being Billy badasses. But I don't think people explain to them that, at best, they're just going to be sitting there in a fucking foxhole <laughs> waiting for someone to shoot them. Shoot I, was, I was thinking they were, like, Red Cross volunteers or something. Like, they'd go and serve soup or something. Yeah, like, that would have been helpful. That would have been, like, yeah. actually useful. Yeah, no, that would have been helpful. But apparently what the situation right there is, currently is you literally can sign up for their military or at least be handed a gun and be sent off. But I don't think these guys realize how like boring and yet at the same time dangerous war is because again, you're not going to be Why is like, it boring, boring in the sense that it's not call of duty. All that's going to happen is your commanding officer is going to tell you, okay, today you're going to protect the street. So sit here and wait nine hours, just sit here and wait until the patrol change and someone might shoot at you by the way like you're not going to be going on badass James Bond missions is what i'm saying what well, was that the same in like world war 2 was world war 2 mostly boring um i don't did know did anyone live through that here anyone have any experiences <laughs> uh, i'm just curious if it was like 99% digging latrines and then 1% uh you know storming the beaches on on normandy Good question. I wonder what the split was. Could you could you make it through all of World War Two as like an active infantryman? Infantryman, it's like a little, without... little thought experiment. Could you make it through all of World War Two? Let's find out. <laughs> like, <laughs> not see any action? Is that what you mean? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Not see any action. Oh yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe that's I mean, what they thought. The, the other thing that people don't realize is how, like, large wars can be. So, yeah. I mean, think about think about this. You could go into a conflict, say World War II, and you could live in Germany or Poland or what have you, some country directly in the middle of this conflict, and you could barely just see any action at all. Like, it could be happening all around you and influencing everything, but you could never see any fighting never see anything because they're just fighting in different places your way out of it too there's like a really good book called ordinary men which is about the police force that went into poland to like clear out all the jewish villagers and like a lot of them um you know refused or they would hide like if their officer told them okay you have to literally shoot these jewish babies now they would be <laughs> like oh i feel sick uh can i go take a dump sir and then they would just disappear until the thing was over. Oh, I would... You, you would sign up for that voluntarily. You would think that most people, if they were put in that situation, they'd do the same thing where they would avoid shooting a baby. But no. I guess you don't know until you're in that situation and you're being, like, mass... Really, I don't know. Really disgusting, because it's like... Mm -hmm. They would have those... Um, 
it's basically a historical accounting of the whole thing where a historian goes through the whole story. And he's like, okay, 500 men went to a village and only like 14 of them had the courage to say, I don't feel like shooting anybody today. So there was a, a really fraction. It's really depressing. There was Were they article. shot afterwards? Were they killed? No. No. I mean, the biggest theme is that essentially after the war was over and all of these people were sent to the courts to mm-hmm. answer for their crimes, they were like, well, it was orders. I was just following orders. But none of them was ever able to prove in court that if they had refused the orders, there would have been problems for them. Like not a single one has ever been able to prove that there would have been any repercussions for refusing to uh, shoot children because a bunch of them did and nothing ever happened to those guys. Going alongside Jackson's argument of just not doing it and this and that, there was an article I was checking out recently where there's apparently new studies that in most armed conflicts, about 50% of people involved are not aiming at their target. So if you have two so- like groups of soldiers shooting at each other, they say that up to 50% of those soldiers are just shooting above their heads or at the ground or whatever because they don't actually want to kill anybody. They just want to scare the other side or, like, push them back. Yeah. Spook them yeah. a little bit. What What's the... <laughs> what is the, uh, like, tactical advantage of spooking them? <laughs> like, you just well, don't run away. Just, yeah, you don't well, kill people them. People don't want to yeah. kill. They don't yeah, want, yeah, the I whole know, point I... of these conflicts is you don't want to... Most people don't want to kill other people just to kill them. They're doing it for, like, oh, we need land, or, oh, these are bad guys, or whatever. So you want to stop them, you know? If, you, if you're especially fighting over territory, if you shoot in the air and they run away, that's it. Mission accomplished. You don't need to do anymore. Well, they shot at the Redditors, and now they're running away, so they win, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucking dumb. Mm-hmm. Although another another aspect <clears throat> of that whole, you know, just don't do anything, this and that, one that I found super fucking fascinating. Have you guys seen the Vsauce uh, TV show, Minefield? No. It's it's very, very good. So Vsauce did like a like a 20-episode TV show kind of thing called Minefield. It's extremely good. It's all on YouTube. I recommend it. But they did one episode where they recreated the trolley problem in real life. Oh, so, yeah. So the idea of, you know, there's people on train tracks and if you do nothing, five people will die. But if you pull the lever, one person will die. And it's the idea of, you know, would you get involved to save more lives? And they found, I think it was everyone except one person did not pull the lever because in the moment they just froze up. They couldn't do anything. And it's every, such a large decision people, to make. Yeah, and the thing is, most people who take that problem, you tell them to them, you're like, oh, what would you do? The majority of people are like, I'd pull the lever because, you know, saving five lives is well, better yeah. than one. Um, I'd do it. Like, it's better to save five people and kill one person than vice versa. But when they actually were faced with it in a simulation they didn't know was fake, then they couldn't do it. They couldn't what kind pull of situation lever. was that? So they <laughs> played a video. It was a recorded video of people working on a train track. And on one track was five workers and on the other was one. And they were watching the video in a like safety like booth that was monitoring it via camera. And they thought Uh-oh. it was real. 
they had a lever that was like changing the tracks and they had all these security cameras and a person working with them and they were yeah, like oh. i just i i don't believe that shit because like they had to sign up for this shoot or something right they, they had to be told they thought it was a training video for train safety they thought that they were like an actor for the day learning how a switchboard worked and how to like yeah. do all See, that shit like this is depressing you know, mm-hmm. because like you said, everybody is like, yeah, I would totally pull the lever. I would never shoot children. I would. What was that other experiments where a professor or like a lab assistant will tell you to zap someone to death? The middle room experiment. Do. It's like, uh, this This is why we're in this world. What's that experiment? What's the one with the zapping? Um, so it's something where you sit down a guy that has subject in front of like a panel that has a big red button on it that says says is zap and then on the other side of the it's like uh you cannot see them but the person is told that every time you press this button someone on the other side is getting zapped that's the experiment keep pressing it mm, and close even- i i remember this whole thing so the milgram experiment is a researcher would bring someone in a room and they would watch another subject and the other subject would be given math problems or similar problems and they'd be like all right here's your job Every time he gets a problem wrong, you have to zap him. That's his punishment. And we have a little voltage meter here. And it goes 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Now, 9 and 10 are potentially lethal, but in short doses, they should be okay. Anyway, I'm going to need you to push that button for me every time he gets a problem wrong. None of the electricity is real. None of it is real. The guy answering math problems is an actor. He's intentionally told to get them wrong. The doctor who's telling the patient to do this, none of it is real. All of it is mm-hmm. fake, except for the person brought in to push the button. They're, you know, they're like a real person, a real subject. So the mm-hmm. actor, he'll be like, oh, uh, five times 10, that's uh, 500. And the doctor will be like, okay, push the button. He got it wrong. And they'll give him like a little shock. And the actor will be like, ow, ooh, you shocked me. And then they keep cranking up the dosage, cranking up the dosage. And the whole point of the experiment was eventually some of the subjects would be administering like lethal amounts of electric shock just because the guy in the lab coat running the experiment told them to do it. And it was an experiment that revealed that humans like on some subconscious level enjoy obeying authority and are willing to comply with something that they believe is authoritative and has like the right to do something. Even if they, it's, wait, even how, if it's how did they, how did the research conclude that they enjoy it not just that they felt not that they enjoy it it, but more that there's this like compulsion to obey authority or a higher power or something that seems to know what it's doing we we already we already know that people are more likely to trust people in uniforms that's the whole this this came uh, out like the uh, that was proven in hitman oh okay yeah that was our best scientific uh showcase there (laughs) <laughs> I can get into all the dangerous spots yeah. in Hitman with, well, if I'm wearing a chef's outfit. Yeah. Or, so the, yeah, yeah, this happened in '63. Uh, so it was on like the forefront of mental uh, yeah. health exploration. Hitman wasn't even invented then. Yeah, I can't believe they didn't have Hitman back then. What's it was just a concept back then? Yeah. So, I, don't, I would love to be a part of one of these tests just to know for sure what I would do in this situation because you never know until you're in that situation and you're given that choice yourself. In exactly, you know, that's why you I look love yourself. Do you think if you like kept huh? zapping and zapping, and then at the end they told you, "Gotcha," 
And you were like, mm-hmm. oh, Jesus, I'm a sociopath. Well, that's, that's the thing about the Milgram experiment. I think out of all the volunteers, two of them went to the lethal shock thing. And while they were recording them doing it, they were getting really upset. One of them, like, looked at the guy in the suit and he was like, do I really have to? Do I have oh, to? Can't we guy. just let him go? And he and they eventually ended up doing it because he thought that's what he had to do. They should have arrested them afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. sick fuck. <laughs> that would have been pretty good. It would have trained. The doctor, the doctor takes off his, uh, off his uh, lab coat and it's just a police uniform. <laughs> Got you, you son of a bitch. Well, I mean, uh, that's literally what a sting operation is, right? So, like, sometimes what cops will do is, like, they will leave bait trucks out with, like, new Nike shoes and shit yep. in, like, a poor neighborhood. Actually, like, I mean, obviously not actually filled with anything, but it looks like the uh, truck is full. And if anybody breaks into it or attempts to, they arrest them. This is the same. Yeah. There, is was it, a isn't giant, entrapment? there was a giant lawsuit about something like that, I think, about 10 years ago, where cops would take a truck filled with Nike or Adidas shoes and just leave it in the ghetto and, and and like stake it out. And anytime someone went up and took something, they'd arrest them on the spot. And they did that for a long fucking time. And eventually <laughs> they got sued because they were like, you can't just do that. That's not Shoot, okay. Wait, who, assholes the police got sued? Creating crime. Yeah. Well, then uh, I guess the argument is they're not creating crime because the crime would be conducted. Uh, like the intention to commit the crime is there regardless. Mm. Because in- yeah, entrapment is like di- entrapment is like different, crime. right? The cop has to actively be a part of that that crime. Like he has to be the one suggesting it or or endorsing yeah. it or encouraging it. I I think there's some argument to be made that if you're intentionally driving those trucks there to have the things stolen and making it there and staking it out, that you're encouraging it. Yeah, especially yeah. when you do it in a poor neighborhood. Yeah, because if you're if you're actually driving a delivery truck, you would lock that truck or park it somewhere off, you know, away or whatever. You would do something to try to prevent people from breaking into it. But parking it in the middle of a bad neighborhood, leaving the door wide open and staking it out with cops like that's very clearly just trying to arrest people. You know? I'm not saying there's any honor in this. I just don't think it's entrapment either, personally. But I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. What would you consider entrapment? Well, like um, Jackson needs a cop to be in the hmm. room saying you should commit crimes. Do it. Yeah, I want. I want. I want a cop walking along the street and he, he like pulls up to a guy and says, "Hey, we should go hit that Nike yeah. truck over hey, there." Hey man, do you want some cocaine? It'd be cool. Do it. Well, no. Well, that 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 is entrapment. I believe if like a police officer were to like walk around a club with you know cocaine and offering it to people just to bust them, that's entrapment. Mm-hmm. But I don't think uh, I don't know. I don't know where the bl- uh, line gets blurred for me. But I don't think that that's entrapment with the Nike truck. And that's why we have laws, Jackson, and lawyers to interpret. Yeah, they can and figure fight it out them. for me. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> man this has been a great episode we've had lobotomies we've had entrapment <laughs> arrests we've had fucking shock torture experiments this is great i love I gotta... oh okay sorry no no what do you love jackson i was gonna say i love those experiments i love talking about them and, and <laughs> I, I yeah i just love them anyway continue i have no, one no, no. more little story to add to that did you guys see that a guy is getting three years in jail for taking covid relief funds and spending it on a pokemon card oh, i yeah. didn't know i saw the story i didn't know he was going to jail 
Yep, he got he got fully oh. sentenced to three years in jail. Fuck yeah, he deserves it. Who's like, how did he amass that money? How did he steal the COVID relief funds? He pretended to have an uh, entertainment business. So he claimed that he had a small entertainment business that was making like 230 grand a year. He had 10 employees. So he applied for the small business loan for COVID relief and he spent it all on a fucking Charizard. <laughs> How much was the loan? Was it at least a grade 10? It was definitely not a grade 10, but oh. it was a, he spent 57 grand and he got 85 grand from the, uh, the fund. 85 grand for three years, you said? Mm-hmm. Man, that's, that's not worth much. it. No, not at all. Uh, I think he now owns the Charizard. <laughs> yeah, they, they had to forfeit the Charizard, so yeah. They're dueling with it right now. <laughs> yeah, they take it on their patrols. Is that going to be the new danger. form of entrapment? The police list, like, fucking illegal yeah. Charizard cards and shit, and then bust people over the internet? Yeah, they've got, like, a GPS tracker on it. <laughs> you want some COVID relief, kid? <laughs> <laughs> That's such a fucking dumb way of going to jail. Listen, yeah. Like, if you were in prison and you and someone asked you what you were in jail for and you said, I bought a Pokemon card or Yu-Gi-Oh card or whatever the fuck it was, it was Pokemon. Going um, to be so lame. Going to jail for that is a, it's a solid punishment. It works, but I'm a, a bigger fan to when punishments are more like uh, akin to what they did like the guy who hoarded what was it thousands and thousands of boxes of like disinfecting wipes when covid hit and then oh yeah and then the judge ruled that he legally had to give them all the way <laughs> like, and he, he was trying to like scalp them and he spent his entire life savings on them but then he was ruled he had to give them away for free is that um, what happened? I thought he got away with that. I thought he made no, a lot of money. I, I think legally he was mandated he had to give them to like medical centers and donation places and he just ended up spending his entire life savings on disinfecting That's wipes. Awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Society would be a lot more fun if like punishments for crimes were more individualized and like uh, mm-hmm. yeah they take into advantage that kind of stuff. Like maybe this guy's, punishment, this guy's punishment this guy's punishment for the law. This guy's this guy's punishment should have been like he's never allowed to own another Pokemon card. He has to watch them bend his Charizard in half oh, back and forth. Oh, oh. Yeah. Oh. That'd be good. We Imagine need some old West, that. We need old Wild West justice to make a comeback, Jackson, where every crime has like the town decide what sort of ironic punishment we create for them. That'd be fun. That's what, what I don't understand. Sense. We have we have the capability for everyone to get on the internet and like vote for something. Why don't we do this more? Why don't we like, why don't we get to decide what happens with criminals? Why is I don't want some it to be a wig? voted on because like mass masses voted. It's like retarded. Do you, do you really want Twitter deciding your fate? But what I would <laughs> like is if like the prosecutor stalked your social media and was like, your honor, this Turkish guy right here, he's super scared of flying, so his punishment should be a 48-hour flight. Oh. Oh, boy. Yeah, when you're arrested, they should make you write down, like, a top three list of, like, what you're most scared of. <laughs> Why? I'm most scared what, of what, having sex with hot women, delicious food, uh, can't stand What'd it. What'd you say, Kyle? I said you would just lie, obviously. Everybody would lie. Well, no, it's against the law. That's perfect. Oh, yeah, okay, um, that's yeah, good. Yeah, got him. Good that's solid. No, you got him, yeah. Nothing they can do. You can't, you can't do anything about that. 
<clears throat> yeah, pe- people in the chat were saying that juries exist and that's kind of like voting because mm-hmm. juries are obviously like a sample size of the population. Yeah, and but I get the jury that. only decides the verdict. The judge is the one who decides the punishment. We need more fun judges. Yeah. We should have a jury. We should swap roles for a day. Aren't the judges' sense still kind of tied to whatever punishments he's allowed to give yeah, out? Yeah, there's like sentencing there's guidelines. Yeah, yeah. There's limits. Yeah. Yeah, there's like, guidelines, like and then someone, if if you overstep the guidelines, then they can come for a retrial and yeah. get a. If better, someone steals you know. a bike, you're not allowed to sentence them to life in prison. You know, you should be able to. Yeah, absolutely. I think death penalty should apply to every crime, no matter how small. <laughs> I'm just bike rid of them, filthy fucking criminals, dude. Oh my god, the uh, the other day I went for a drive in the morning to go out for breakfast, and the entire motorway. Off, off my house to my favorite breakfast location was entirely closed because it was they were using it for like a triathlon for cyclists, and it was just the entire motorway was just full of cyclists, and I hated it. I hated cyclists. Did you want them arrested? Did you, did you roll down your window and spit at them? I couldn't get on the road. Oh, you, you couldn't. Even, oh my god! Yeah, the entire road was closed. That's what I mean. You didn't force I, I your way through. You got to get to work. I, I could. I got stuck in traffic from it for, yeah, uh, the traffic was backed up forever just so these people could have their little triathlon. I don't know why they need to ride on the fucking motorway for that. Go to the beach or something. Oh, man. Ride a bike on the beach? beach. What the fuck? No, no, you know, the fucking pavement. Jackson, I understand you come from a sand planet where everything is sand, but (laughs) the beach is not a great place to ride a bike. Well, you need need the beach for the triathlon anyway, because you're going to be going swimming. Yeah, but you don't ride the bike in the beach. Yeah, I'm saying this. There's enough <laughs> section near the beach, like concrete pavement near the beach, to like I don't know, do circles, do laps on your bike for as much as you need. I don't know. Just don't go on the fucking motorway. I want breakfast. <laughs> and Uber eats it, Jackson. Like a real. How do the Uberies get here? Unless they're driving traffic. a bike. Yeah, they might That's have a bike. Burning driving. He, he wants to get it out of the system. Yeah, what? true. Yeah. Get what out of my system? Driving. You said you're driving right, right? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. going good. Maybe you should get learn how to ride a bike instead. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, I just, forgot. Just... You didn't drive for many years. Yeah, I just bought a car. I forgot about recently. That. And now cars have been replaced by bikes in my society. Yep. And now I've been left behind yet again. What car did you get? Uh <laughs> Um, what is it? It's a Mercedes A-Class. Oh, that's nice. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's, that's I, a big boy. That's pretty nice. It, I, I sent you photos of it, Charlie. You already knew that. Oh, I didn't know you actually got it. I thought you were just, like, talking about fantasy cars. <laughs> cars he reasonably couldn't afford, yeah. Yeah, I had to take out a Pokemon, <laughs> a COVID relief uh, loan for it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. It's a good car. But now I'm going to sell it for a few bikes. I can probably get a couple. <laughs> I had to sell you guys... my Mercedes for a bike. <laughs> Do you guys hate cyclists or is it just me now? No, I don't care. I also don't care. Nah, I hate cars I've more. I've seen an asshole cyclist or jogger. I don't know why they get so much hate. It's like, I-, I see the videos people post occasionally of them being assholes, but that's all I know. Is it different in Australia because like cyclists have the same kind of road laws as drivers because so they can drive on they can ride on the same road as cars and you have to give them like a lot of space and slow down behind them and stuff. 
It's very annoying. Yeah, we have that. We have designated bike lanes where it's a tiny little strip next to all the cars, mm-hmm. and that's where bikes okay. go. Yeah, it's more or less the same then. Mm-hmm. But sometimes they'll just drive. They'll just ride in the middle of the road as well. Sometimes you got to do it. <clears throat> yeah, I guess. Anyway, that's my rant for the day for this episode. All right, so it was a good rant. Thanks. Glad I got it out. Anything else? Uh, I don't have any other topics unless something one of you other boys do. I oh, well, what about nothing. what about the big topic, Charlie? You just want streamer of the year. No, I didn't. Oh, God, Jackson. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, you won streamer of the year of the official podcast. Our award ceremony. Oh, I feel the streamer. Thanks, Jackson. Congrats, dude. <laughs> Thanks, Jackson. <laughs> Do you want to give a speech? Yeah, give us a speech, Charlie. What's it like out of three, yeah. three of which who don't stream to be streamer of the year? It really does mean a lot. Like the competition this year or last year, especially was super fierce. You guys are really just making it super hard. So to squeak it out like this is truly just something special. What motivated you to finish on top? It seemed like you were struggling there towards the end. I just knew that I needed to pull away because the award was so important. Mm-hmm. You only get one shot at it, really. Yeah. It doesn't come every year. And he took In it. In fact, some say it was almost just made up just then. Yeah. Some say it was just a popularity contest. I don't know. Might be. Yeah, us three uh, voted <laughs> together behind the scenes. <laughs> and we decided Charlie wins. You, you win best driver. How about that? Hell yeah. Nice. Thank you. Was Kyle, that a collective vote or was that microphone just microphone for this episode? What does Andrew yeah, win then? From like Walmart or something. Sorry. I'll, I'll give I'll give Andrew best Elden Ring player. Oh, hey, that's fucked up. I keep running. You got best streamer. You got best streamer. I graciously accept. Have you finished it yet? Have no. both of you finished it? I've beaten it three times. Jesus I'm Christ, I'm exploring really. everything. I'm trying to like 100% it on my first playthrough. I want to get everything. Wait, I, I did every boss and then I did two speedruns. Mm. You did every boss? So you did the boss that uh, heals every time? Yeah. Uh, careful. Careful what you say. Yeah. <laughs> but you beat her? Yep. Damn. All right. I'm giving the award to Charlie. Now <laughs> he gets best streamer and best Elden Ring player. Andrew, you can get the guy who hates Pokemon the most, I guess. <laughs> uh, sure. I'll take it. I'll give it to you. I'll nice. take it. Nice, 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 nice. It's anyway, so good. Um, you should, when you beat it, Andrew, you should do speedruns. I think you'd like the speedruns. I probably will, yeah. I was thinking about it. The any actually- route's really fun. It seems like such a good game for speedruns, actually, because it's so open. It's like Breath of the Wild again. Yeah, they've already found some really cool glitches. Like, the, they use two wrong warps in order to really, like, blast through the game. So the world record's 28 minutes. It was set last God, night while I, I was streaming. It was nuts how almost, like, not even a week after the game came out, they were like, oh, we've gotten the game under one hour. Yeah. Oh, now it's under 50 minutes, and now it's down to 28 minutes, and it's been out for, what, two weeks? It's crazy. Jesus Christ, yeah. the game must have no content. That's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just walk straight to the final boss. It's fucking yeah. Actually, so this speedrun could go, like, down to 12 minutes or something if they could find a way to kill the last three bosses without needing to upgrade. Because you can get to the very end of the game in under 10 minutes, 
but you just can't kill the last three bosses without upgrading. Mm. It just takes it, too long. Are you actually hard-locked, or is it... Oh, because your stats are so low that you do... Yeah, you, your stats are just too low. It just takes way too long to kill them. So if they could find a way to somehow cheese the last three bosses fast, the game could be at, like, a 12-minute run. Uh, so what's the critical path like for Elden Ring? Like, how many... Just no spoilers, but roughly i don't know what a spoiler counts for in this but like how many bosses do they have to defeat to get to the end point three and a half and i say half because in one of the bosses you break his ai and he can't fight back so then you have to fight three real bosses okay Hmm. interesting so yeah i read there were like 90 bosses in the game so (laughs) 87 of them are optional well, well, no, there's just good glitches that skipped a large uh, portion of Also, them. as sad as I am to admit it, there are some repeated bosses. There's a ton of repeated bosses. Yeah. The The number is, I think it's 77 unique bosses. Unique. Which, that's still a lot. That is, that is a lot. More than double Dark Souls 2. Well, actually, I don't, I don't remember how many Dark Souls 2 had, but it's a lot more than Dark Souls yeah. 2, which previously had the most. They also do that uh, fun, fun little FromSoft thing where you'll fight like a plant a giant plant monster just in the world you'll find a giant plant and it spews poison and it's got tiny little baby plants and i killed that thing like three times and then i did a dungeon 20 minutes later and you're going through and you're finding the pads and you're opening chests and this and that and you see the little boss fog wall you go oh boy what's the boss of this dungeon and it's that same exact plant monster from earlier but now it has a name and a big health bar yeah, is they, it is it do bigger? That. Does it have does no, it have a new? It is the set? exact same enemy with a bigger health bar and a name. That's it. That's same attacks, lame, I... same everything. I've kinda had lame, that happen a couple times. When there's such a large open world, I guess oh, I don't, fun. I don't like fault the game. The fact that it has so much content and it's so huge, and yeah. every single area, yeah, occasionally they'll copy and paste assets. Like, oh, that building's the same. But, yeah. like, every single area of the map is so unique and looks completely different, and all these characters and lores that intertwine, and just, yeah, I understand a game that size is going to reuse things. I don't fault it for that. It's just so well-crafted. It's fine. I I just beat Margit. That's where I'm up to I now. can't believe you actually killed Margit. How many tries did it take? I think four... Whoa, wow, that's really good. Then. Is that, that actually good? That is very. Most people get stuck on Margit for hours and mm-hmm. hours, especially for people like you that's never beaten a Souls game. Is it is it Margit? Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Okay. I won't lie. I went straight to Margit, so I took a long time beating him because I didn't really do much else before him, and then I started exploring. What yeah, level were you when you beat him, Jackson? Uh, sixteen. Oh, you were you were pretty fucking high. Okay. Yeah. What did you start as? I I start I started at like eleven. I'm pretty sure oh, I was a yeah, pussy. Okay. Samurai. I went for that samurai build that you were talking about. Fucking everyone yeah. has samurai. I, I mean, I, as a newcomer to uh, this universe, I just went for whatever was the most you, you know new person friendly because I don't know anything mm-hmm. about it. You picked the coolest character. Don't lie. I yeah. I wanted to yeah. be a weeaboo. Yeah. If only there was a running animation with my arms behind my back, then it would have been even cooler. <laughs> you unlock the Naruto run halfway <laughs> through the game. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. the the other ones that I beat though, there was like this weird watch 
dog uh, tree watchdog, I think it was called. And then, I uh, fuck, what was it? Oh, yeah, some werewolf in a cave. Those are the bosses I've beaten so far. Mm. It's pretty good. Fun. I am having performance issues, though, so you guys were wrong. Sucks for you, dude. Yeah. After those three patches came out, I have had not a single frame drop the entire game. The performance isn't great, plus it does this like weird pausing thing where the the screen will just pause for like stutter. Yeah, it's not like even it's not even a frame drop. It's just like the entire machine locks up just for the a thing second. I saw about that is that once the stutter stops, the game fast forwards. Yeah, it does. Yeah, supposed to be like just as hysterical to watch people die on that. It does, and it's very annoying in like an actual fight. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you should get a better but, computer, Jackson. I mean, I don't know how much be- more better I can get. It's a twenty eighty Ti. It's fine. That's it's okay. just unoptimized. I, I mean, it should it should be able to run Elden Ring. <laughs> no, no, no. See that Jackson Elden Ring's perfect. I got torn the fuck up in the comments for my Elden Ring opinion. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> I didn't realize Elden... Well, I did realize that Souls games have very passionate fans. But I don't even think I was, like, negative about the game. I was just saying that people were having performance issues, and the videos I watched showed those performance issues. So they do exist. It's yeah. a good game. I'm not I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it's a bad game. It's a very anyway. good game. I wish I was playing it right now. Can be. Nah, that'd be because rude. Because we're about to wrap up. Does Imagine anyone have any a game during the podcast? That'd just be rude. Does anyone have any last minute uh, thoughts or questions or anything like that? Nope. Oh, Andrew, have you got the same deck yet? No. Um, unfortunately, they pushed me back pretty far with all the delays. So I don't think I'm going to get it for a couple months. Jesus. Yeah. What the fuck? First, I was quarter one of this year and then they bumped me to quarter two let's go bummer i thought you might have been one of the lucky individuals who had gabe newell himself deliver i I don't know man i locked in my reservation like i was on when it went live and it was hard to get in because obviously everyone was slamming the server but i got mine in like 20 minutes after they went live so i thought maybe i'd be pretty early but no Do you think you and Gay would be friends if he did deliver it? Would you be able to hit it off with him? Because he's a billionaire. He is a billionaire. I could talk about his money all day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if we could get Gabe Newell on the podcast, we absolutely would. Like, straight up. Yeah, let's do that. Can Can I... you sell that out for us, Andrew, please? All right. Let's all pre-order a Steam Deck and increase our odds of Gabe delivering yeah. it. <laughs> well, isn't he only doing I don't think he's going to fly to Australia. that's where they're based. No, I'm sure he'd fly down to Florida, Australia, mm-hmm. and Germany. He'll sleep on my Helix mattress. God, I, yeah. I dream what of the day. What a lazy fuck. I dream of the day. I wake up. It's a bright, crisp morning, and I'm going to go get some morning coffee. And I just walk in my living room, and Gabe Newell's just sleeping on a mattress on my floor. That'd be so fucking cute. Imagine. Amazing. Gabe, if you're listening, you're welcome anytime. I've got a Keurig. I've got video games. Elden Ring. I like Elden Ring. It's on Steam. Please Hello? come on. Please come on so that we can have yeah. had two billionaires on the show. That would hey, be insane. 
patrons listening, viewers out there on Spotify, wherever the fuck you're listening, just let Gaben know. He's, yeah. His email's open. He's got a public email address. Just let him know that he's welcome to my house at any time. I'd love to talk to him. Well, no, the podcast. Well, uh, he would stay podcast at my house first, to record. Your house. Yeah. Oh, of course. He would, he would come and on the if... podcast. I've got an extra mic. We'd set him up, but he'd stay at my house. We'd be friends. We'd hang out. We'd go to, like, Bush and... Gardens. It'd be awesome. And if that doesn't work, uh, we're going to start a Steam boycott. No mm-hmm. one's allowed to use Steam until he comes on the yep. podcast. That would totally kill their industry. They'd be done. Yeah. Finished. Hashtag official Steam boycott. But Gabe, we don't want to threaten you. We're welcoming you with open arms. You can you can come here. We'll go to a breakfast place down the street. There's like three or four that I know of. If you like breakfast, I don't, but I'd do it for you, Gabe. I kind of just already threatened him or his <laughs> business. Uh, I can take it back, though. I can take it back. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going <laughs> to. Goddamn, Jackson. What did Gabe ever do? See, uh, yeah, you're playing hardball. I, I want him to come on the show. Sometimes what, you have to play hard with these billionaires. Immediately, try being nice. He, well, nice doesn't work with Gabe. Yes, it does. You got to buy shit from him. No, you got to buy shit. Gabe is so only me- He's a he wholesome man. Nice. He has a public email he's had for like twenty years, and he will just answer random questions on it. He's never time. answered mine. Well, oh, is that what this is about? It is. A little, little baby bit Jackson that. sends Gabe an email every week, and he still hasn't replied. That's what this it's is like, about. Just it wouldn't take too long. Yeah, he just tries to, like, become Gabe's friend through, like, a voice acting offer. Oh, boy, here we go. Are you going to try to do that you show. made Steam, Jackson? I, I told him that I made Elden Ring. <laughs> <laughs> Bit Defense 2, it's just Elden Ring screenshots. <laughs> hey, we need to get this on the Steam Deck immediately. I can't believe your game is called Bit Defense, and it was like a pixel shoot 'em up, and your concept art is Dark Souls Two. I can't believe how many times I have to set this record state straight. I did not send concept art to Charlie. Yes, you did. Yes, Why are you saying that? It was it was an obvious Photoshop, Charlie. We have it was a emails. joke. I didn't yeah. know that at the time, Jackson, because I didn't know you. How am I supposed to know it's a fucking joke? I thought, <laughs> I thought you understood humor. Anyway, what do you mean? You just sent me bit defense <laughs> with like a cover photo. Because it was so obvious that it was Demon Souls. Plus, you're a fan of Dark Souls. Yeah, this was like 20. It would have been like 2014 or 2015 or something. I, I wasn't like the They're biggest like Demon Souls guy. Oh my god, you absolutely were. And I mean, I've, I've loved Souls for a it, long time. Charlie was also was... like 19 years old back then. He was a stupid teenager. Yeah, I was. I was literally like 20. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was even younger. So what? What? Yeah, you were a stupider teenager. <laughs> I don't get the defense there, man. Bit defense was great. It it actually exists. I don't. It wasn't just promotional <laughs> Dark Souls art. <laughs> it actually exists. Man, that game was good. Anyway, thank you for listening to this week's episode. 